0: for losers.
1: Welcome everyone. This is season 3 of Statistically Speaking. I'm your co-host Kyle. With me always is the, is the dignified Blinken Riley, and we have a special guest. He's not he's not just a special guest. He has he has started every season with us since we've been here. He's the one, the only Kelly Ford from thelines.com. Kelly, how's it going?
0: Kyle Blinken, it's going really well. I I can't believe it, honestly, that I have been honored to be the first guest on each of the three seasons now. Uh, It means so much to me in all sincerity. This podcast experience that I had now two years ago is really what launched me into the college football podcasting world. I mean, this was my very first appearance. I had so much fun. I told my friends and, and people around me, I said, I can't just do this on a guest basis. Like I need to make my own. I need to get into this space. Cause I had so much fun with Kyle and Blinken on statistically speaking. So I couldn't be more thrilled and honored uh, and humbled to be the first guest here in season three guys. It's going to be the best year yet. And I just can't wait. So thanks again for having me on.
1: You always make me jealous with your TV setup. Um, I, you only have the Notre game, Notre Dame game on there, uh, this weekend. I saw, but, uh,
0: that was just the starting, because that was the only game on right at 2.30 Eastern, I, I, yeah, at 2:30, right? 2.30, yeah, I got gotcha, you. So, gotcha. so by the end of the night, Kyle, I did post the five screens. We had five college football games, only four FBS, because unfortunately, I don't have the Pac-12 network, so I wasn't able to watch USC, San Jose State, but we had four FBS plus an FCS game going on, so we did have all five oh, going. Oh, man. And Kyle, I will never forget, actually. I think, Check that out. You you saw a photo of it now what two three years ago on Twitter whatever it was and I remember yeah. you co- you commented like instant follow and I was like holy cow this dude with like twenty thousand people just followed me this is amazing so obviously followed you right back and that really started this friendship so uh, the TV set is what brought us together actually if we think all the way back to the beginning
1: yes it, it, you you have one of the best I've ever seen so uh, <laughs> it, I I will, I will retweet it from the from the podcast uh, just so everyone can see it uh, it's it's amazing I, I want to go down there and start chugging beers and watching football
0: you're always welcome both of you (laughs) (laughs) it really
2: is incredible uh uh, and you know you can't be blamed for not having the pac-12 network i mean i i had a fubo uh subscription for about uh four hours uh on saturday (laughs) um just to watch it yeah yeah just so i could throw it on and you know, I think my favorite moment as an OU fan, uh, my favorite moment was the uh, the announcers. There's kind of a lull in the action, and uh, you know, San Jose State had been tackled for a couple of losses. And the the, the press box, the announcers were, you know, kind of like, there's a fire in this defense. They they've they heard all the criticism from last year, and uh, you know, they're they're you know, really chomping at the bit to uh, 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 you know. turn turn those uh turn those haters into uh believers and it's third and 22 and san jose state rushes for 25 yards
1: (laughs) (laughs) brutal yeah what was the wasn't it like a pretty close uh halftime score like only a one score game at half something like that was like I, was ref- 14.
0: I was refreshing, you know, the, the apps on my phone to like keep an eye in the second half. I was like, this game is a lot closer than it should be for USC. Of course, they pull away at the end. But yeah, um, that def- well, yeah, we can talk about it more. But that defense, they need to improve. We said it all summer and I'm saying it after week zero. They need to get better if they're going to achieve the goals that they have for themselves this year at USC.
1: Uh, of course, but, to, but Lincoln love- Riley loves his offense. You know that <laughs> you, got, I, you can't
2: I pry love- it out of his hands. I love Plasky's, uh headline in the L.A. Times. Uh, no defense for this damn defense. <laughs> That's
1: good. That's good. That's awesome. <clears throat> okay, well, um, Kelly, it's been a year since we've had you on. Why don't you tell everyone what all you've got going on? What all are you? You are posting, like, every time I look on my feed, there's, there's a new Kelly Ford post. You're just cranking out stuff. Uh, keep us updated. What's going on?
0: No, for sure. Uh, and it's fun, man. All this college football stuff, this is the season we live for, right? It's fall. It's time to talk college football. Let's do it. So you guys can find me on Twitter or on X uh, at K Ford Ratings. You can find me at my website, KFordRatings.com. That website really now for the first time since I published it in 2019 is really useful. There's all sorts of graphics on there now. Basically, everything I'm posting on Twitter, I'm also posting to the website. I think that's been a big miss for me in the past. So um, if you miss something I post, go check the website, k 4 ratingscom because it's got everything that I'm posting dang near. So those are the two places you can find my own personal content. I'm also writing for thelines.com, a couple of college football articles per week. I'm doing the college football show for the lines with my friend Brett Gibbons. I'm doing a calculated risk podcast and video show uh, with my friend Tyler Shoemaker for um, Saturday Glory. And then I'm also doing the, we hate your team podcast, of course, which both, both Kyle and Blinken were on last year with my friend, Zach. That's part of the VSN collegiate network. Uh, so all those places where you can find my college football content, but it all starts really at K and uh, K ratings on Twitter and X.
1: Okay. So what, how exactly do you do your K ratings? Because I know people are wanting to know, and I know you say it every year, but has, has anything been tweaked over the off season? Have you, as, um, is there still a lot of bias from last year rolled into it, or how exactly is it is it calculated?
0: Yeah, Texas is still high up there, Kyle. Don't you worry. That's yeah. that, that's going to be a consistent here. But uh, <laughs> no, so the the, the power ratings uh, didn't didn't tweak a whole lot uh, this past summer. Did do some back testing as we do every summer. That's what really the summer spent on two things. It's spent on tracking returning production, which I'll get to in a second, and back testing the model with the new data that we have from the most recent year to see if any inputs need to be changed or if probably more likely any weights to the existing inputs need to be changed to improve the accuracy of the model because ultimately that's what we're trying to do we're trying to predict how our college football games going to go before they happen so um, in the preseason we've got three main components I mentioned returning production that's the biggest one and it's the one that takes the most time because now with the increased usage of the transfer portal the one time free the one time free transfer and the extra COVID year of eligibility, which is still, uh, you know, hanging around here for another year still, (laughs) all those things combined guys make it much more time intensive to track returning production. And then it's not just, you know, how much production did player a have last year? If player a is transferring from Tulane to Oklahoma, that's going to be, we need to have a multiplier there, a, a sliding scale to adjust for the the production that he had at a G5 level versus now projecting at a power five level. Similarly, if someone's going from Texas to um, SMU, you've got to make an adjustment the other way. And of course the same thing is for FBS to FCS uh, with transfers as well. So there's all those scalers in there too. All that's kind of happening simultaneously within the model. The end result is it kind of solves all the equations it's trying to solve and minimizes the air best it can. And that's how we get to uh, the returning production numbers. We then incorporate um, recent recruiting and recent K-4 rating team history uh, for the last four years. Each of those weighted most heavily with the most recent uh, data. That's how we get the preseason uh, power ratings. And then as we get going through the year. The preseason component kind of gets phased out; it gets devalued as we go, and it gets replaced with the in-season data, which, of course, is much more informative. And that's what we like to play with uh, and really uh, experiment with in the off-season. The model is set for this year, so that's how it kind of works from a power rating standpoint. Honestly, guys, I think I've talked about with you, uh, th- talked about with the, talked about this with you before. My favorite thing about what I'm able to do with my numbers is actually the most deserving rankings. And so the power rating model, the K-4 rating serves as the engine for then the most deserving rankings. And what we're able to do with that is look at every single FBS team schedule through a common lens. We, we look through we look at everybody's schedule through the lens of the average top 25 team and say, what would the average top 25 team be expected to achieve against this team's schedule, both with regard to record and scoring margin? And then we're able to compare, okay, that's what the average top 25 team would do. What has this team actually done? So you're able to create a ratio, a score for every single team in FBS, and it's normalized across the board because of that common denominator. And it allows me to, to rank one through 133, who's the most deserving team? Because ranking the most deserving is much different than power rating the best, and early in the year, we're much more concerned about best. The later we get in the year, the more concerned we are about deserving. And it's really fun to see those two kind of different approaches clash late in the year as fans start to argue about where their team should be and why they're deserving or why they're better. So that's kind of what the K-Ford ratings are all about, um, the places you can find me. And again, at the, the ratings and rankings didn't start on this show, but kind of the, the K-Ford brand almost, if, if you can call it that. I, I don't know. I feel kind of weird calling it that, but my brand on social media certainly exploded as I was exposed to more audiences through podcasting. And again, it all started right here on statistically speaking. So just thank you guys so much. And, uh, season three, let's do it.
2: Yeah. I was going to mention the deserving ratings because a lot of, uh, people in the analytics space, the, you know, the main focus is really putting objectivity on measuring, uh, how good a team is and not necessarily how well a team has done. And so, uh, I really enjoy the uh, uh, most deserving ra- uh, rankings, especially after uh, week zero when uh, we have number five <laughs> in the nation, Jacksonville State, uh, after just one FBS game.
0: How about it? And uh, we got don't forget UMass, UMass sneaking into that number four spot in the mo- in UMass. the week zero most deserving.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> uh,
1: independent and uh, loving it. <laughs> um i i see this projected conference championship game uh graphic on your site that's pretty sweet and i can't wait to see it has it changes every week for every conference that's pretty sweet was that was that there last year or is that it
0: it was not kyle basically like i I I did something like that on twitter but it certainly didn't look like this and again it really nothing was really on the website other than the raw ratings and rankings um so now it looks much prettier like i said and yes Those that, uh, conference championship game projections and also the CFP contenders, which is below that on the website, same page, those get updated every single Tuesday. So we're recording this on, you know, a Monday night. And by the time the episode drops, it'll be live with the week one projections, which won't have changed much from week zero, as you can imagine, with not many week zero games. But those are going to be very fluid uh, throughout the year. And it's it's going to be it's going to be accountable, too, because you're going to be able to see if we're in week eight. OK, I can see what the big 12 projections are right now. Where has Kelly had them each week leading up to that? So it's not just going to be, oh, well, of course, everybody saw TCU coming last year is what some people tried to say. And I'm like. Well, I didn't, and I don't think you did either, but this way we can at least track it and be accountable.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. This is awesome. You got good stuff, man. The site's coming together, man. You you got a good thing going. <laughs> well, I I'm appreciate it. it, guys. <clears throat> okay, so let's get into some picks because I have no idea what to expect week one. I, I That's why I love having Kelly on the show first episode because he knows way more about returning production, all that crap that goes into these these rankings of his. So I trust him the most on week one. No one knows anything, but he somehow knows a lot. So uh, <laughs> when I was on his podcast, it was very hard to score points on there. They, I I, I think I got like nine, eight or nine out of ten, right? And I still was like third place. Um, so <laughs> that, he's good. So let, let's hear what he has to say on these projections or on these uh, matchups. Links start us off.
2: All right, let's go. Uh, uh, first off, we have Northwestern at Rutgers. Uh, Vegas has this at 6.5 uh, for Rutgers. Uh, SP plus, 3.5. Uh, the consensus or the average on prediction tracker has it at uh, minus 4 for Rutgers. Um, I think probably some of the turmoil uh, at Northwestern is baked into that Vegas spread. Um so, uh, yeah, uh, what do you all think?
1: Well, I'm, I'm drooling over here at this matchup, um, <laughs> but <clears throat> I mean, Rutgers, I mean, Northwestern not good at anything, but neither is Rutgers. Uh, I give the slight edge to Northwestern. They're a little higher in the um, FPI uh, rankings, and I'm sure Kelly has them a little higher in his rankings. So I'm doing a little Northwestern magic on this one.
0: Yeah, Blink, you said uh, what the Vegas spread was versus SP Plus and the prediction tracker. My numbers also have uh, Rutgers minus three and a half. But again, probably my model is not capturing... All the things kind of swirling around that Northwestern program. Iowa State is another one that maybe, you know, you're not capturing the full scope of things. No model's perfect. That includes mine. There are things we can't capture. Even in a even in a perfect uh, mathematical world, you can't capture all the intangibles that go into a college football game. This game is interesting to me for one reason only, really these two teams by my numbers are projected to be the bottom of their respective com- or, uh, divisions in the big 10. So I've Rutgers projected to be the, the last place finisher in the East Northwestern last in the West. This is each team's best chance to get a big 10 win this year. My numbers, fa- <laughs> my numbers fa- favor Rutgers in only three games all year favors Northwestern in only two games all year. So because they're playing each other, someone's got to be the favorite. My numbers like uh, Rutgers in this one, Northwestern won a week zero game last year against Nebraska, got off to a hot start in the, uh, in in the big 10 race and then didn't win a game the rest of the year. Now we're in week one this year could see something similar. My numbers like Rutgers though. I have them power rated number 81 Northwestern's power rated number 85. The game is at Rutgers. So I'm taking Rutgers in this one. Again, my numbers like them by about three and a half, but I can understand why Vegas has it closer to six.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I think, uh, you know, everything you just said, the, the everything in the off season that's gone on with Northwestern, uh, I gotta go records as well. Uh Fresno State at Purdue. Uh, as opposed to the last pick, uh, these are all three kind of Vegas, SP plus, consensus on uh prediction tracker, all have it right around four and a half for Purdue. Um what do y'all got?
1: Yeah, I'm going Purdue on this one.
0: My numbers like Purdue, actually a little bit more than Vegas, my numbers like Purdue by six. Um, I've got Purdue power rated number 53. I have um, Fresno State power rated number 66. Actually, the best unit here, though, of all four, just slightly, but the best unit by my numbers is the Fresno State defense there that defensive unit rank is 43. That's the best of any of the units here uh, in this game. So that's a reason to keep it close. It's in West Lafayette. Those fans are going to be excited. Um, certainly looking to build on the momentum of last year. First year head coach, Jeff Braum, is now gone. So I like Purdue. I don't think they're going to have the same level of success with regard to wins that they had last year, but I expect them to get it done here. 67% win probability for me for Purdue.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to go Purdue too. Um, just, you know, home, home advantage. It's not not that big of a difference, but, you know, give me a, a Big Ten team uh, early in the season at home. All right, next, um, someone, uh, a team that may be a little sad about their uh, future um, prospects, um, California. Cal at North Texas. This could be an interesting one. Uh, Vegas has Cal favored by seven. SP Plus has Cal favored by eight. Um, the prediction tracker, uh, average is much closer though at three, uh, what do we have in Cal at North Texas?
1: Uh, I think they will collapse in this game just like their conference. Give me mean green all day on this, but I just, I, I will only set this at like a one confidence level, just FYI.
0: I, uh, I I like that Kyle. It's a good it's a good good joke good line. It does make me sad what's happening to the Pac-12 into the four schools that are currently left. It looking like Stanford and Cal are going to be okay. Washington State and Oregon State maybe not so much. So that is kind of a, a grim reality that I don't like. But for this game in particular, I'm going to split the difference in kind of all those numbers you talked about there, Blinken. My numbers like Cal by five. This is an interesting game though, guys. You got a power five for now. That's the term we're using, and it still is this year at least. A Power five team going to North Texas. Like that, that's not, you know, usual. That's not common. I don't have off the top of my head the last time that it happened, but um, and it's not a Texas team who's gonna, you know, or an Oklahoma team who's gonna overload that stadium with the visiting fans. This is Cal, who has a hard time filling their own stadium, which might be one of the reasons why they were left behind. Um, sadly. They have to go here. They, they, I like Cal in this game by five. It's a 64% win expectancy, but Kyle, I, I kind of like the upset pick. I'm not going to do it because I'm going to play the odds, but but <laughs> I but I, but I like I like it. Like I could see it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a sucker for upsets. Everyone knows that.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I had to check uh, several times when I was going through just to make sure that this was really Cal at North mm-hmm. Texas and not some North n- you know neutral site nonsense. Uh, but yeah, sure enough, uh, they're going to be there in Denton, and uh, I'm going to take North Texas as well. Uh, let's go, Mean Green. Yeah. Okay, everybody knows my uh, my adopted uh, group of five team, uh, UTSA at Houston. Uh, what do we have in this one? Uh, Vegas says this is a basically a toss up. One point, I think, is the last I saw. Uh, SP Plus has uh, Houston uh, as a two point favorite. And the average on prediction tracker actually has closer to two points for uh, the Roadrunner. So, what do we have in this one? I think this is a this is a toss up, really.
1: This is definitely a toss up. Uh, I think Houston's getting the lean just because they're technically now Power Five, but it's the same old Houston. Uh, I think this will be a close one. I think UTSA um, will take it in this one. I, I also I want every Big Twelve team to lose this year. So UTSA <laughs> meet me.
0: Kyle, why are you hating on the Big Twelve? You guys are the you guys are the ones moving on. It's not like you're the spurned lover. You're doing the spurning. But anyway, uh, I don't know. But uh, they're spurning us
1: back. I don't
0: like it. Well, it was it wasn't interesting. So you guys know this. Uh, I've talked about this before, and I don't shy away from it. I don't bet college football because my day job is in college athletics. I'm a Uh, associate commissioner at a division one conference the horizon league we don't sponsor football which is good for me people like don't you wish you worked with conference football no because then i'd be working all these football games and dealing with these football issues now i just get to watch them so anyway that's beside the point i was as a college athletics administrator you know somebody who works in a conference office with a commissioner a division one commissioner just like the big 12 office i was surprised to see big 12 commissioner come out and say you know kind of like Texas Tech, you know, go take care of business against Texas, right? Those are those are both your schools still. I, I get it. Texas is on the way out. I don't have a huge problem with it because that's the reality. And it was Texas's choice. It's not like they're kicking Texas out, like Texas decided to leave. So it I don't have a problem with it, but it was just a little bit of different from the norm, something you don't expect. And so it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. So if you're going to say you're spurned for that, uh, Kyle, I, I can understand. I get it. Um, you'll take care of Texas Tech later. We'll see. Uh I have UTSA in this one. Or excuse me, I have Houston in this one, sorry, by a point and a half. So it really is a toss up, like we said. 54, fun, yep. 54% win expectancy. I'm going to go with Houston. To me, guys, the most interesting thing here is the best unit for me is Houston's offense. You know, this is a top 25 offense. Potentially we'll, we'll see making that transition to, to the big 12 that I can come with, uh, you know, a learning curve and some, some, some rough lessons, but we'll see right now. It's currently projecting as a top 25 unit. The worst unit though, is the Houston defense, which is sub 100 right now. And, this is not the conference to be having a bad defense in. You have to play a lot of high-profile offenses in the Big 12. So they're going to struggle, I think, in Big 12 play. They're actually you know projected to be at the bottom of the conference standings within the Big 12. But I still think they can take care of, of UTSA here. Uh, it's, it's week one. Both teams have had a long time to prepare. It's at Houston. That could be the difference. I think those fans are going to be excited for this year being in a Power 5 conference now. So give me Houston. Uh, I like them by a point and a half, 54% win probability.
2: Yeah, like I said, I gotta go with my uh my roadrunners. So uh we'll we'll take UTSA in this one. Next game, uh we you know, we talked about the kind of oddity of a non-power five kind of home and home or or a power five visiting a non-power five team. Um a a little backstory. Oklahoma was uh scheduled to go play at Army, uh, and then that game got canceled. I know much to the chagrin of most of the OU fan base, was look, really looking forward to uh, making that trip up to West Point. Uh, prayers up that uh, uh, Castiglione will uh, find a way to reschedule that. But uh, next game, Army uh, at Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Vegas says 10 points for Army. Um, it's a little closer, SP plus and uh, the average on prediction tracker. Uh, what do you all have?
1: Um, I'm going Army on this one just because they're a slightly better G5 team than UL Monroe, so let's go Army.
0: Yeah, these are two teams that are that are not very good. U. Um, L. Monroe is number one twenty six for me in the power ratings out of one hundred and thirty three teams. Uh, offense sub one hundred, defense number one twenty three. So you know, in the bottom ten or eleven teams, Army is a little bit better. Power rating number ninety one. Offense and defense both in the nineties. They do have to go on the road, um, but I think this Army team uh, is going to be able to get it done. I like Army by about nine points. It's a seventy four percent win probability. So you know that. When I talk about win probability, 74%, it sounds pretty good, but, I mean, you flip that on its head, there's a one in four chance that UL Monroe gets this win is basically what the numbers are saying. So people get so caught up in, well, k Floyd rating said there was a 60% win probability, and they lost. It's like, well, yeah, because four out of ten times, that's going to happen when it's 60% win probability. So I I say the win probabilities, but I don't want people to get too hung up on that. Kind of think about it the other way. I'm giving UL Monroe a one in four chance to pull the upset, but since I'm doing picks, I'm going to take Army. Good
2: call. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take Army 2. Uh, you know, with the new rule changes in college football, this game will probably last uh, you know, shorter than your typical Marvel universe movie. Um, this is going to be a quick one, and I think I, I think I was in, thinking in all, of that
1: Oklahoma game the entire time. Uh, in all I series, watching, I mean, when I was watching on Saturday, that clock is just going so fast.
2: I mean, that was that game was insane. I mean, there was nine and a half minutes left, and I turned to my friend and I was like we're not getting the ball back. Like we're just, we're just, we're, we've lost this game, but in all seriousness, I think that does play to Army's advantage, manage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, I'm going to go with army in this one. Yep. All right. Toledo at Illinois. I know everyone's had this one marked all off season. Uh, <laughs> Vegas has this as a nine and a half, uh, point favorite for Illinois. Um, A little steeper as as far as the analytics go. Uh, What do you all have?
1: I mean, you you throw in these two juggernaut teams, and then you also add in that it's week one. We know nothing yet. Uh, It really makes this hard to choose. Um, I'm just going for the upset, so let's throw in some Toledo on this one for me.
0: I'm going to stand up for this game. I know you guys have the best jokes. Like I have to work on my joke game before I come on with you guys, because the the one-liners, the zingers that you guys have, and it's just like so natural, just flows based on the topic of the game. I want to get better at that. For now, I'm going to keep focusing on the numbers and I'm going to stick up for this game. Um, Not that it's going to be like phenomenal, but it's interesting. Both teams are interesting. Illinois, you know, it's the top 10 defense potentially. Now, they, they've got a new defensive coordinator in there, old defensive coordinator, now head coach at Purdue. So, going to be a learning curve probably. The offense, though, you know, hovering around number 80. So, that's the problem in Champaign. The defense is going to be really good, though. So, just by having a really good defense, this is a team just to keep an eye on could make some noise. They were close to being in the Big Ten Championship last year, uh, not projecting that this year, but they could be a sleeper team. Toledo, on the other hand, this is the only game all year, guys, that my numbers make Toledo an underdog. They are the favorites in the MAC by a healthy margin. Their other non-conference games are not difficult by even G5 standards. So they're favorite in 11 games. This is the one. My numbers like Illinois in this game by about nine and a half. They are at home. If Toledo can find a way, um, you know, 12-0 and 0 is on the table. Now, Toledo has underperformed in the past. They've been kind of the clear MAC favorite for me really for most of the last four or five years, and they haven't always delivered. Well, they've never delivered, actually. Um, So they have a history of underperforming. Keep an eye on this. If they're able to pull the upsets, Kyle just picked there. This could be a team that, that they're making some noise late in the year, not to make the CFP or anything, but just, you know, to have a really good season with, within their program, their standards, and in the MAC, and potentially, you know, pushing for a New Year's 6 bid. It's unlikely, even if they go undefeated, it'd probably be unlikely, but depending on how things shake out, just keep an eye on this one. Illinois by 9.5. It's a 75% win expectancy. Uh, give me Illinois.
2: Man, I was Illinois all the way, and you almost sold me. I mean, <laughs> if, you had a, if you had a car to sell, I would have bought it right then. Uh, I almost flipped my pick, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Illinois just because. Yeah, well, now now I'm gonna be you know uh, it was Saturday and mid afternoon. I'm be like, God dang it! I should have <laughs> should have picked Toledo.
0: <laughs>
1: Kelly, you, Kelly, you could sell a, a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves uh,
0: hey man just follow the data what does the data say i'm not trying to put a spin on anything it's just this is what the numbers say i'm gonna follow it and then everyone can make their own conclusions yeah. like lincoln did there he was on the fence but he he went on illinois i get it
1: you, you always make me like every, every time i do something opposite of you you start saying all the reasons i'm like oh man
0: maybe <laughs> Just wait, Kyle. You're going to beat me in the competition, and then it'll all be good. Just wait. It it sounds nice right now, because we're recording a week out. Once the games come, (laughs) nothing I say matters.
1: Oh, I want to pause right here, right in the middle of our uh, pick-ums, to give a shout-out to our new sponsor, Last Stand Hats. They have dozens of designs, color options, and hat styles, and they just launched their new rope hats and some new Texas designs are out right now. They're licensed by multiple schools. I'm looking on the website. It's Texas City. Here we got Texas, North Texas, Rice, SMU, Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, TCU, Tech, Texas State, UTEP, UTSA. Even Oklahoma State is licensed with them. They have everything. Uh, Make sure you head over to their site, laststandhats.com, and use promo code STATS to get 10% off today. Back the real question
2: is: The real question <laughs> is, do they have Richland College Thunder Ducks
1: merch? <laughs> hey, give, give them some time. Every every year, there's new schools added, so give them time. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll save my money until then. <laughs> okay, what game is next?
2: <laughs> All right, next, let's go South Alabama, Tulane, Tulane, my favorite team, uh, coming into the offseason um, for no particular reason. Um, Six and a half out of Vegas, Tulane's favorite. Um, a little steeper, SP plus, uh, eight and a half, and then a little steeper still with prediction tracker. They average at 11 points for Tulane.
1: Yeah, Tulane had a great season last year. I think they're going to keep riding that uh, wave. Uh, no pun intended. Um, and I'm picking Tulane on this one. Should be an okay. easy
0: win for them. The pun should have been intended, Kyle. That's just another good line. I'm telling you, you guys, you guys are on it. Um, this is, again, I'm, I'm not hyping up games like unnecessarily. I, I genuinely am intrigued by this game as well. You've got Tulane, who is going to be the favorite or one of the favorites in the American Conference again this year. My number's like them and SMU to make the conference championship game. And then you've got South Alabama, who's really going to be, by some, they're the favorite in the Sun Belt West. I actually have Troy in that spot, but it's, it's close. I'm projecting Troy with 5.6 conference wins, South Alabama with 5.8. Um, so it's close either way there. The difference for me, honestly, I know we're not talking about that game, but the difference is that game is at Troy, uh, which I think could make the difference at the end, but guys, Tulane's only an underdog in one game all year. They actually get old miss to come to town in week two. Like old, we talk about power fives going to G fives. Old Miss is going to Tulane in week two. That's the only game that my numbers make Tulane an underdog in right now. So we talked about, you know, uh, Toledo having a chance to go 12-0. If they can pull an upset, Tulane, it's not this week. But next with Old Miss, they got 12-0 in their sights, potentially if they're able to do that. South Alabama, you know, they're, they're a good team. The defense is mid-60s – or mid-50s, excuse me. The offense is mid-60s. They're a good G5 team. Not quite as good as Tulane, and Tulane's at home. So give me Tulane. I like them by about nine. It's a 74% win probability. Um, So, yeah, I'll take it Tulane. But this is a good game. Don't sleep on this one.
2: Yeah, got to go Tulane as well. All right, Uh, West Virginia at Penn State. This might be one of the most lopsided games uh, on the slate. Uh, Personally, I think it's maybe second. Most lopsided. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, uh, West Virginia at Penn State. Vegas has it 20 and a half for Penn State. Uh, SP plus even a little more at 23. What do we think?
1: Uh, It's not even going to be close. At Penn State, Penn State's top 10 pre-ranked. They're great last year. They're going to do well this year. Uh, Not even close. Penn State.
0: I'll be writing about this game for the lines.com here this week. Uh, I made West Virginia fans pretty darn mad with a graphic I put out a while back. Um, How about this? West Virginia fans. Uh, Blinken, you said Vegas has it by 20 and just Plus has it more than that. I like Penn state by 19. So West Virginia fans, I'm liking you in this game by more than Vegas and Bill Connolly. So uh, I'm not picking you to win, but I'm picking you to make it closer than those other uh, outlets over there. So not trying to get your love back that that ship has sailed i understand but uh that's just what the numbers are give me penn state 19 it's a 91 percent win expectancy Uh, i'll take the nittany lions and blake and i'm with you if we're doing confidence points it's a nine for me on the slate this week
2: yeah that's uh same for me uh penn state is gonna win big um but i think personally not as big as the next team uh in our matchup with colorado and tcu uh Home uh, spread here for uh, as far as Vegas goes is 21 SP plus has this at 26 and the average on prediction tracker has this at almost 30 for TCU. Uh, I think I think that tracks. I think uh, Colorado is not going to be a very good football team. Uh, And so uh, I'm going to go TCU. What do you all have?
1: Yeah, um, I'm picking TCU also, but I think Colorado is in a very similar boat that USC was in last year. You know, new coach, tons of transfers coming in. Will they be able to put something together on the field with all that? And USC did. I don't know if Colorado will. They have the potential to, so it could be interesting. It could be close-ish, but I'm not not risking all this on a week one game, so I, I need some weeks of seeing Colorado play before I can choose them over uh a, uh a, 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 for an upset or something so tcu for
0: me yeah I, w- I agree with both of you blinken it's my biggest projected spread of the week 21 and a half points 94 percent win probability for tcu kyle i agree this this team this colorado team from a data standpoint is reminiscent of usc in 2022 here's the difference that 2022 usc team had a better 2021 team than colorado's 2022 and the transfers that the the impact players that came in for USC in 2022 are better projected to be better than the impact players here for Colorado coming in in 23 so agree with you from a data standpoint and kind of a process the difference is there was more talent and they added more significant impactful talent with that USC team than we're seeing with Colorado they're going to be better than they were last year but all this talk you know in february about them Winning the Pac-12 and making the CFP, I, I think I think I tweeted. I said, "Thanks for donating to your local sports book." Like it's just like that's not happening. I give it guys a two percent chance for Colorado to go bowling, let alone do anything else that we just talked about.
1: Nice.
2: All right. Last but not least, uh, I think certainly not least, uh, this is a I think has the probably the potential to be the most compelling game of Week One, South Carolina. Uh, versus north carolina neutral site in charlotte um this is uh, vegas has this at two and a half north carolina is a favorite um a little closer as far as the analytics go but north carolina is still favored in both sp plus and the average on prediction tracker um i think this will be a very good game what do you all think
1: yeah i think it's going to be uh high scoring i think um I am picking UNC but I think South Carolina could make it interesting. Um I'm hoping Mac Brown can get a solid win. He he needs a uh, he needs a good year.
0: Uh so yeah, UNC high scoring is right kyle unc offense projecting to be the number 14 offensive unit by my numbers south carolina number 24 both defenses in the mid 60s so i do think the offenses roll here i like north carolina just a little bit more power rated 23 to south carolina's 36 i make this a field goal game guys That, that that's still a toss-up it's a 58 percent win expectancy for north carolina it's a neutral site game day is going to be there um give me north carolina i'm gonna take them in this one but yeah blinking to your point if, if we're doing confidence style uh th- this is my two-pointer so very very much up in the air here i think it's going to be a really really good game
2: yeah I, i'm not not super confident on this one but uh i'm gonna go with south carolina i get to go Ooh. you know uh maybe a, a bit of a uh a, a swan song for a former loved uh oklahoma player uh you know <laughs> and, he gets, a lot, uh, he gets a lot of star. guff. listen spencer rattler gets a lot of guff especially around uh in the uh Oh, you faithful, but you know, like I, I would want nothing more than than to see this kid like really have a really good year. And, you know, he's got all the physical talent in the world um, to go on and and be great at the next level. Even Uh, we just got to see if he can kind of get everything together um, as far as, you know, actually playing the game goes. And so uh, I think they're going to have a really good year, a really fun year. And I'm going to go with South Carolina in this one.
1: We'll see if it pays off, folks.
2: Okay. Listen, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to win some karma here. Uh, <laughs> that's really what this is about.
1: Karma is Blinken's boyfriend, folks. That's what he said. Okay, so we everyone knows how we end the shows. Kelly, do you have an Aggie fact for us?
0: Kyle, wouldn't you be disappointed if I didn't? But, I would yes. be
1: severely disappointed. Y- yes, let's I have, have it. it. Let's I have,
0: have an Aggie fact. All right, here we yeah. go, guys. Uh, Long winded as usual, as my Aggie facts always are with you guys. But Texas, let, let's let's go back to the COVID year, 2020. Texas A&M finishes with you know one loss, and they finished I think number five in the CFP rankings, and everyone's thinking, all their fans, we should have been in the CFP, we got screwed. So they come in then, 2021, a little bit more of a of a disappointing year, 2022. Just put together the number one recruiting class in the country. They're all excited. There's just one year removed now from this this great COVID-disrupted year. Everyone's projecting, you know, we're going to win the West. We're going to go to Atlanta. We're going to go to the CFP, all these things. Then little Kelly Ford comes around with his little model and says, "Um, well, you know, it's really impressive, this class. I really like it. But uh, I'm projecting 8.1 regular season wins for the Aggies in 2022. Texas A&M fans laid into me like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I can't tell you the number that I muted. And I have some Texas A&M friends on Twitter. And they're like, eh, man, I don't know. You might want to check that. And I was like, I'm just telling you. This is what the numbers say. Well, guys, it didn't take long into the 2022 season for me not only to be validated, but to even be like, wow, I was too high on Texas A&M. Like, they (laughs) finished last year with five regular season wins. I projected 8.1. That negative 3.1 difference from projected versus actual, that was the eighth biggest underachiever in all of FBS last year, but it doesn't end there. Texas A&M finished last year power-rated number 36. Guys, do you know the last time that Texas or Oklahoma finished the year power-rated number 36 or worse in my rating set? For Texas – yeah, go for it, Kyle. What's your guess for Texas? Because it's more recent than Oklahoma. What's your guess for Texas? Last time you finished 36 or worse. What season? Let's do 2010. 2016. Uh, I figured I figured 2016 you guys finished number 52 Blinken what was the last time Oklahoma finished 36th or worse in the power ratings in in my numbers historical numbers any idea Uh, I'm gonna go 2014 1998 Oh, hell. The last time <laughs> Oklahoma was as bad as AM last year when people were – their fans were saying, we're going to go to the CFP, was 1998. Texas was 2016. Guys, it gets even better. Coming into this year, all the expectation. Not not the same level of hype as last year. But last year I projected 8.1. I'm projecting 7.7 this year. Aggie fans actually seem to be okay with that. Um, eight and four the most likely record. I think they've kind of tempered their expectations. But for as much hype as was last year, and I came in at 8.1, I'm coming even lower this year. A&M just, you know, as they've been for a very, very long time, all their history, you could argue, just not on the same level as Texas and Oklahoma. It shows time and time again. That's not to say they're not going to have a good year here or there. They're going to contend, but we're going to see it head to head in the SEC starting in 24. So I hope they get have a good 23 before Texas and Oklahoma can start playing them again on the field. Cause it typically has not ended well for the Aggies. Love it. All right.
1: Well, I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback on that. Um, There's always optimistic Aggies. For those Aggies that are optimistic about this upcoming season, in the last 20 years, when ranked in the AP preseason poll, A&M is 10-26 against ranked teams during the regular season. That is a 27.8 win percentage. Um, And the last 10 times that Texas A&M has been ranked in the AP preseason poll, it's met its preseason rank only once in the final poll. They also finished unranked in eight of those 10 years.
0: Woof. (laughs)
2: all right so kelly you thought you were (laughs) long-winded when it comes to Aggie facts. i love my lists because they follow they find themselves so far down them uh so (laughs) here we go with all of the teams in college football with as many or more 10 win seasons than texas a&m has over the last 25 years Are we ready? Yes. This is also in order of 10 win seasons. Okay. Let me get a deep breath here.
1: I'm starting the stopwatch.
2: All right. We start with Ohio State, Boise State, Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia, Texas Christian, Oregon, USC, Wisconsin, Clemson, Virginia Tech, LSU, Michigan, Florida State, Texas, Florida, Utah, Notre Dame Penn State Cincinnati BYU Kansas State Michigan State Nebraska Marshall USC UCF uh, Iowa Oklahoma State Northern Illinois Tennessee Stanford Baylor Fresno State Air Force Louisville West Virginia Tulsa Washington San Diego State Missouri Miami Auburn App State Houston Hawaii Toledo UCLA Troy Navy, Washington State, Utah State, Memphis, Ole Miss, Georgia Tech, Louisiana, Arkansas, Colorado State, Northwestern, Arizona State, Bowling Green, Miami of Ohio, Oregon State, South Carolina, Wake Forest, Rice, Tulane, Syracuse, Colorado, Temple, Arizona, Western Kentucky, Boston College, California, Ohio Arkansas State, Coastal Carolina, UTSA, Florida Atlantic, Pitt, Ball State, South Florida, Kentucky, Army, Central Michigan, Minnesota, and Mississippi State.
0: Did I, did I just count 86 on my fingers? Uh, it was 87. 87? List- I missed one! You listed schools for a
1: minute and 33 seconds, dude. What? What? <laughs>
0: I, it, was so, it was so long. I don't even remember what the list was. Like, what, what, yeah, was yeah. Ten, ten win seasons. Is that what we were counting? Holy cow! Ten win
1: seasons. Yeah. Wait, Holy all time God. or from a certain date? Uh, last twenty five years. Okay.
0: There were some names on that list that I would not have guessed. Like that is bad, Aggie fans. That is bad.
1: It's bad. <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to buy Twitter Blue just to tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna um, run out of space
2: unreal yeah. yeah i'm out of characters you, you might not
0: be you it. might not be able to fit that in twitter blue even i think they've <laughs> tapped it at like a thousand you might be over that <laughs>
2: uh yeah some of the, some of my favorites that you know show up on that list are rice uh you know um miami of ohio utsa who has been uh you know
1: <laughs> yeah for like a decade Dang. yeah or, yeah
0: uh, that, is man. Brutal. that is brutal uh,
1: good stuff Good times.
0: Yeah, I do take it back. I was not the long-winded Aggie fact there. (laughs) And that's saying something, because I can talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kelly, one last time for the folks. Tell, Tell them everywhere you are.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Uh K Ford Ratings on Twitter, KFord uh, over at the lines.com, Saturday Glory, uh, and then uh, VSN Collegiate. Those are all the outlets through which I am publishing work, either written or um, podcast or video or all of the above. So it all starts at kfordratings.com uh and at k 4 ratings on Twitter. Blinken, Kyle, as always, I, I've said it like four times and I mean it. Thank you so much. What you guys have done for me. Um, and just my brand, it wouldn't be the same without statistically speaking. I am honored to be the first guest, uh, three years in a row. And I am hopeful that it's a trend that can t- continue moving forward, but you guys are the best. I really appreciate it. And, uh, this is my favorite podcast uh, that that I'm that I'm a guest on. This and the ten to- oh, yeah. I gotta say I gotta say ten to twelve network 2, My guy Philip, um, those are the two. But this was the very first one. That was the second one. We'll always have special places for me. So thank you both.
1: Anytime, thank you. Keep keep pumping out data. That's what we love. That's what we're here for. So uh, keep keep doing what you're doing. for losers.